Welcome to the Horsewise Podcast with Lynn Reardon, where we share stories of horses and people and what they teach each other. On today's episode, I talk with Zoe Mazeppa, a young horsewoman full of heart, integrity, and love for the horses. I hope you enjoy the show and have a wonderful day. Hi everyone, I'm Lynn Reardon, the host of the podcast and head coach at Horsewise. Today, I wanted to use the episode to introduce you to someone that you've probably never heard of. Her name is Zoe, and she's a young horsewoman. She has been studying horsemanship since she was six years old and has always known that she wanted to help horses and help them in a way that would impact them for the rest of their lives. Zoe is the kind of person I find to be extremely inspiring, and I wanted to share her story and her journey with you today as the holiday season unfolds. I hope you enjoy the interview as much as I did. Hi, Zoe. Welcome to the Horsewise Podcast. We're really glad to have you with us today. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Well, and I know you just basically came from working, right? You you had chores to do, and then you drove to town for good good Wi-Fi and self-service. So we really appreciate you seeing your yes. truck after chores you yes. know, just to talk to us. So thank you for doing that. I'm sure you had a long day. So <laughs> yeah, it's Sunday's about the only day off, but you know, that's a relative term. We do chores and we actually, we're just having a dummy roping contest. So that's fun getting my uh, roping skills definitely sharpened up as well as a uh, horsemanship at this uh, Rockin' X Academy. So that's really, really neat. Well, I'm totally envious. I, I can't really rope. I throw one around. I toss one around just to basically really get the horses gentle. Cause they're like, Whoa, if we can handle Lynn throwing it around like a complete idiot, like we're pretty sure we can handle anything. So uh, it's a goal of mine for 2022 to actually get better at that. If, if anything, just to look cooler when I'm holding one, you know, cause that's the important <laughs> part of it, just to look cooler to look like I might throw a really nice loop at any moment, even though it never leaves my hand. So that's, that's the first part of the goal. And then we'll get to actual skills later. So. Hey, well, that's I, how it starts. I literally only cared about roping to get my horse better in the beginning. Um, when I got on this journey, I was like, I'm never going to rope. I just, I just want to be able to, you know, use rope to get my colt started and, and get them gentle. And then it just snowballed from there. <laughs> As it seems to do in this kind of approach to horsemanship, right? It's like, yeah. get your toe in your water. And then before you know it, you're in the deep end, like all the in, way, yeah. diving in all the way. Well, I want to let my listeners know how I first came to know you online, really, because we've never really talked directly or sort of met face-to-face over Zoom. So yeah. I've been following you, I think, since 2017 on Facebook. And I think that I noticed you through some photos from a legacy of legends. Did you start a cult one year there? I sure did. Yeah, that was quite an amazing opportunity. I was really honored to get to do that. Yeah. Just, you know, with all my mentors and everything. That's super cool. And I think I, I must've seen a photo and then I went and checked out your Facebook page. I'm like, wow, she just looks like a really cool and interesting person who's following this journey, which is not an easy journey to follow. And it's not an easy journey to follow straight out of the box, which is kind of how you were then particularly, right? So it's not like you're 57, you've been doing this like for 40 years or whatever. So I was like, well, this is really interesting. I liked um, kind of how you presented yourself. And I'm like, well, I'm going to follow Zoe and 
I think it'll be really fun to watch how she progresses. And then I just found it inspiring. You seemed very so sincere and really loving the work and loving the horses. And then of course there are those inevitable ups and downs, right? Where if you really care about the work, uh, some days are like really you're hard on yourself and other days, you know, everything's amazing. And so I really related to that too. And that's how I just sort of came to know you, I guess, indirectly. And Emma and Alicia will verify that I am a well-known Facebook stalker. That's what I do. So I find people that are in this horsemanship world that, um, I, again, I find inspiring. I, I follow them to maybe learn more myself and also just, sure. it's my way of surrounding myself sure. with like-minded people, even if it's indirectly. You Absolutely. Know. And I think that's like my favorite thing about social media. You know, I'm, I've been out there in the boonies, uh, before with, um, you know, just in Oklahoma mm -hmm. and I'm not always around definitely like-minded people, let alone, um, just anybody really in general. And so it's so nice to connect with, with people that are on the same path and really be able to share information and, um, just where you're at on the journey and inspire each other. Absolutely. Right. And I'm so glad to hear that, especially from somebody that doesn't know me personally, um, that I come across that way. Cause boy, that's all I, that's all I care about is to, you know, the, really the horses. I just, I'm a little, that little girl at heart never went away that I just love them so much. And they're, it's just the funnest thing in the world. And you're right. It is not the easiest path, you know, um, my parents have probably I've given them lots of gray hairs, I think, through not just taking the typical path of getting a regular job and, um, you know, regular paycheck. But I just got to I got to chase it. I even had a regular job for a few years at a vet clinic. And um, I just realized, you know, I I was still riding horses, of course, mm -hmm. on the side and after work and everywhere in between. But it wasn't enough. I, this is what I want to do for sure. Yeah, and it's really more than even uh, a line of work, right? It kind of takes over yeah. everything. It's a calling. Yeah, it's a calling. That's a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. And it's 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 kind of an art form, really, oh, I yeah. feel like. Um, you know, it has its incredibly gritty moments, right? Where, But that's also a form of art as well. And then there's incredible moments of refinement. Sometimes those two moments, grit and refinement, are like right next to each other in the split, same split second. And um, I just don't think that there's anything more satisfying than helping a horse think and figure out things for itself. And to be part of that in any way is, I think, just uh, it's an incredible way to go through life. So I commend you for your choice. And um, again, for choosing it in light of, you know, there's so many other ways to make money that is are much, much easier, right? And much more mm -hmm. maybe traditionally um, respected, right? Um, and so yeah. I just really appreciate, again, that you chose this. And I also wanted you to know, I think that, uh, you know, not that I'm like some big deal, but that your work comes across to a larger audience than you might realize. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast too, was so that other people could hear of your work. And, you know, we're going to talk more about your work in a minute, but it wasn't random. Okay. I didn't go, uh, let's see who on my Facebook friend list. Do I feel like interviewing? I was like, well, I've been wanting, you've been on my list for a while. 
And I thought awesome. it'd be particularly yeah, yeah, I thought it'd be particularly great around the holidays and everything, because for my listeners, we're recording this right around Thanksgiving, a few days before Thanksgiving. And uh, I think people especially like to be inspired this time of year. Yes, absolutely. That's it. I like that you, you know, compared it to art because it really is. And I'm sure there's probably artists of different, um, you know, walks of life that listen to this and, and it, it's so similar. It's the same, you know, they can attest to that. It's not just the easiest path, but it's, it's just something you, you know, you were born to do. And, um, and I love all the different mentors that I've ridden with and how everybody's like everybody that's on the same path. That's really doing this style of horsemanship. What I would say is in the same vein, everybody's just a little different and I love it because it's art, right? It's just everybody's interpretation and what they, what meant something to them and, um, through, you know, our mentors long ago, Ray Hunt and Tom Dorrance, what stuck with them, what they chose to really work on. And so I love writing with some of these different people because everybody's focused on something different. And I think it helps me be more well-rounded. And then probably over time, you know, you're going to put your own stamp on it too. Sure. Right. Over time. So it's so cool to be around mentors who each have their own style. It's like if you were interested in painting and you worked with multiple painters in different genres, you know, this one's a watercolor, this one's landscape, this one's portrait, you get so much from each of them. And it helps you uh, when you start to choose your own medium, when you start to yeah. develop your own, you know, ways that it helps encourage you to do that when the time is right. Absolutely. Yep. Because uh, it's just so much fun and there's so many different things that we can do with horses. And of course, I'm um, getting into a little bit what I do. I really love starting colts, really love it. And of course, they can go anywhere from that. But um, I've gotten to spend a little bit of time on ranch on a pretty good sized cattle ranch in Oklahoma and um, with Ryan Brand. And he's amazing stockman and um, horseman follows this style of horsemanship. And uh, that's been a really fun journey for me, you know, getting to be around some cattle with horses and riding young horses outside. That's just been such a blessing for me to realize how important that is for horses to get real life experiences. But so, yeah, I'm not sure which direction I will. I, I still hope that I fall under the category as young, <laughs> getting older all the time, but um see what direction I really go. But yes, I really love starting Colts. And the funnest thing is, you know, they can go anywhere from there. Yeah. Um, I've started warm bloods and, um, old little old ladies horses that are going to be nice little trail horses and quarter horses. So it's, they're all fun and it's all the same start. That's really cool. And I would say you're young enough you know, <laughs> you're young enough. You're sitting in the truck in the dark, you know, you could be, you could be really young. I don't know. So uh, yeah, don't worry about that for sure. Um, I think that would, well, and it's not that you're older, but it's never too late to become what you might've been. Right. So it's always really important to, once you find that, that passion that sort of takes over um, as long as it doesn't involve you know, narcotics, actual narcotics, you should really embrace that, you know, and, uh, 
again, I just think that's really not an easy choice to make. Um, it can feel wrong. It can feel like irresponsible. Like, shouldn't I be working in the bank or shouldn't I, shouldn't I have a, you know, a really, you know, steady, you know, good benefits kind of employment. And, um, but I think really it's important in life to pursue what, what really calls you. Like you said, it's a what calling. inspires you. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's, I, I hope everyone gets a chance in their life to chase something like I've chased this. I have been told it before, like, Zoe, you, it's a gift to be, to know what you want from the very beginning. I mean, it is. I, from the time I was just a tiny little kid could talk, I wanted to be around horses and I really wanted to be a horse. But by the time I figured out that wasn't possible, I, I thought, okay, well, I know I'll work with them, <laughs> ride them. That, that'll work. So, um, yeah, I've just, it's something I've always known and just really just known I'm supposed to do. I don't know how to describe it better than that. I love it. And, um, and I'm working so hard to give them something, you know, to be something, good for them and mm -hmm. where I have something to offer them. And I hope everyone finds no matter what it is, um, something in their life that inspires them that much to go after it and brings them a lot of joy. For sure. And since you brought up that you have always, well, first you wanted to be a horse and then you ruled that out, which was probably <laughs> a good choice. Just speaking biologically, that would have been tough, tough call. Um, so how did you that get started? It, yeah, it would have been, it would have been hard. You would have had to abandon that. So what, what is your background? Like, how did you get started in horses? And just tell us a little bit about that for my listeners. Yeah. Um, oh man, I, I had the best grandma. She definitely gave me the, the horse bug early on. I think it skipped a generation, but boy, I caught it real bad. And so, um, I funny thing, of course she was in Oklahoma. Well, that's where I uh, have been the last nine years. So I kind of, and I moved back there, but, um, so I grew up visiting her and riding from the time I was a baby, you know, in the front of the saddle, like I'm sure others have, uh, have had that experience as well. And then, um, when I was old enough, you know, to start taking lessons, usually you got to be old enough to be able to follow directions and pay attention. I think I was six. I started riding, uh, some people may know, Charlie Anderson with Timepiece Arabians. She's in um, Washington, Olympia, Washington. And that's where I'm from. And that was the best barn to just happen upon. I don't know how my mom found it. My parents just got me. I got really lucky. I didn't know it for a really long time because that's all, it's the only place I rode other than my grandma's in Oklahoma. And um, those lessons were, I mean, I don't, I don't know any other lesson barn. I think uh, the only one I know other than that, Nick and Jesse Donahue in Oregon, they're really great. And I grew up knowing them too, kind of sister barns to them in Oregon, but Charlie's. So I remember when I very first started, we had flat halters and I think the six was six years old. I remember that within that first year, Charlie must've found Buck because I remember switching to rope halters and of course you have to tie them and being six years old I was like oh man <laughs> I gotta learn how to tie this and this is difficult but the rest is is history I loved it you know we worked on our groundwork and so these lessons were three hours 
the first hour was to catch your horse, learned how to catch it, to brush it, tack it up. And we had an hour to ride, work on our groundwork, get on, you know, check our horses out, make sure they were going to be safe, get on and ride. And then we had an hour to untack our horses, put them away and clean all our tack every week. And um, so it wasn't just, it was just quality from the beginning, which I'm really lucky for, but it was not just a pony ride. You learned how right. to take care of these horses, what it took, you know, uh, when I got a little older, I was able to lease a horse from there and we had to feed all the horses, to, like we had to do chores twice a week, feed all the horses, muck out all stalls, pick out all the paddocks and um, see what it really took so that you're not just, I think that's an important part of a kid's riding lessons growing up because it's so much fun riding, but there's, there's a lot of work involved as well as I'm sure everybody knows. And, um, so that I'm grateful to have seen the whole picture from very early on. And, um, and we did everything. We jumped bareback Well, she had a cross country course and we, uh, messed around with ropes a little bit. We didn't have cattle, but you know, we'd, we'd play cow too with a partner, you know, where you are parallel right. to each other and, um, so we, we did everything we could, um, to simulate that. And it was a very well-rounded program and, oh my gosh, so much fun. And, uh, got to help start some Colts even as we got a little older, I went there. So I took lessons from this place that for 11 years. So wow. that was a pretty solid foundation the whole time Charlie was riding with Buck. And, um, when I turned 16, I got my first horse, my own horse. It was one of my grandma's, my grandma got a horse that was not supposed to be pregnant. Whoops. Of course, you know, everybody's been there. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, she's, and she's a super so easy keeper. Yeah. <laughs> and got her moved to Washington. And so by that time, like I said, I'd had help starting some Colts, um, that Charlie had. And so this was my first one and boy, was she a good one. You know, one of those ones that she was really smart. And, um, she made me work for it, but she was not dangerous and, and just taught me a whole lot. And so when I got her is when I started riding in clinics myself and kind of moved on from Charlie's in the big wide world. About how long ago was that? I think 10 years. I think I started riding with Buck in 2011, Buck and Ricky Quinn in uh 2011 the year before i graduated high school wow, and that's so great. um that's that is wild in and of itself 10 years wow yeah i mean that and it was from again you, you had a great foundation from sounds like like your sec, second year at this place they they were already switching to the rope halters they were all in the the horsemanship approach and so and then then when you're they were in high school and you're starting Colts and you're like, Oh, you know, Buck and Ricky Quinn. And there you go. So that's, that's pretty awesome. You didn't really have an opportunity to, to learn too much wrong, which is pretty, no, pretty nice. I'm, I'm so grateful for that. I just, you know, some, I joke about, um, if I kind of joke that, you know, well, maybe cause people are like, well, you're so lucky that you, you know, I'm trying to unlearn stuff. I'm like, well, maybe I should be farther along cause I didn't have anything to unlearn. <laughs> But no, it, it's all a journey. And, um, 
the horses have so I got that first horse rode with Buck. Um, she was, I think the first clinic, she was two and I was riding in Spanaway, which I got lots of friends that ride in Spanaway still Washington. And, um, she probably had less than six months on her, which, you know, I don't think even now, I don't know that I'd bring a two-year-old, most two-year-olds to a, a horsemanship class with 30 other people, but, um, I didn't know what I was getting into and she was the only horse I had. And I was diving in, like we said, you just dive in and, uh, she, boy, she took care of me and, um, we just uh, learned so much. And I was just hooked from that moment. I mean, getting it through somebody else is one thing. And of course that's what I needed at the time. Cause I was young and was learning, but I was so ready by the time I went to that first clinic to just get the, the information pun intended straight from the horse's mouth. But, um, so that was really just perfect. Everything really lined up in a good way after that. So I went two years riding with Buck and Ricky in Washington and then graduated high school and immediately jumped the flew off the bird's nest and went to Oklahoma. And that was another well-timed deal. My grandma, she had some uh, dementia and Alzheimer's going on where she really didn't need to be alone anymore at her little, she built her own log cabin with my uncle when she retired. So she had her own place. She loved it there and she had horses and room for horses. And I just wanted to go ride. And so she needed somebody to take care of her. I needed a place to, to have horses. And that's where I spent the next like five years. And that was a lot on my own. And sure, I, I went to a lot of the clinics in that time, but day to day, just me and the horses. And that's another time period I'm super grateful for because I had all this information, right? Mm -hmm. But at a certain point, it's hard when you're just getting constant information. At a certain point, you just got to put it to use and you just got to go for it and practice. And so I got to practice so much day to day by myself where the only per well, quote unquote person being to tell me if it was right or wrong was the horse. Mm -hmm. And that's another real important thing is to learn how to tune into your horse and they will definitely let you know if you're on the right track or not, if you will listen to them. For sure. And I kind of had the opposite experience to you. So, um, I didn't really learn to ride regularly till I was an adult. I learned wrong like multiple times from like, so I, all of the wrong ways. And then through, and I was, a, I worked in an office. I was like a, I had a grown up job and all that. And through a strange series of coincidences that I will not bore you with right now, because they were just ridiculously coincidental. I ended up running a racehorse adoption ranch in Texas. So I had never been in Texas. I'd never owned a ranch or anything like that no idea what I was doing, thought it would just be a few, like, like old horses would come. And the first year we got 40 horses and I was like, Oh my wow. God, like, I'm going to die. Like, I have no idea. What Talk I'm about doing. diving in, diving in. Yeah. I dove in. Yeah. Diving in and being stupid, which I'm really good at too. Like, just like really like <laughs> naively confident. Like, is this hard? Would this be, is this supposed to be hard? So, um, and uh, I wasn't qualified to train them. You know, I was barely qualified to ride them at that. So, I started just looking for mentors and someone gave me this old, 
old, I mean, it was literally, Zoe, I think a videotape of Ray Hunt's Turning Loose video. Have you ever seen that? It's ancient. It's like from the early 80s. No, and, you uh, still have it? I, I don't think so. I think this oh, guy had man. bootlegged it. I met this guy. It was this total like sketchy thing. He, he was literally a used car salesman and he had <laughs> like a bunch of these bootleg videos. I think he had some of Buck's old videos, but the, the Ray Hunt one was the one I remember. And I was like, whatever that is, that's what I want to understand. How do I get that? You know? And um, so I started just trying to learn, like you said, just watching the horses and you know, the horses off the track, they'll kind of let you know, um, pretty clearly <laughs> they're pretty emphatic in their, in their feedback. And, uh, the very first clinic I ever rode in, and this will make you laugh because you think you dove in with your two-year-old filly at uh, Spanaway or whatever. <laughs> I totally can top you on that one. So, um, you know, again, I'm a grown up person. Don't really know what I'm doing. It's just, that's to me, it's just like, that's my lifestyle. And, um, I saw that at that time, Ray Hunt lived, I think, way up North Texas. And I, I was like, well, maybe he'll have a clinic in Texas and I can go to it. And he didn't. But there was this little line on the website. It's like ancient website, too. And it said, if you'd like to host a clinic, you know, you know, contact us. And I'm like, oh, that won't be hard. Like I had no idea. So I hosted a clinic. <laughs> I did. I hosted a clinic and um, uh, really just hilarious kind of thing. And I thought, well, of course I'll ride in both classes because, you know, I'm hosting. So I had this horse who had, he'd had 60 days. And for the people who are listening audio wise, I just did the air quote 60 days, meaning God knows how many days it really was. And he'd been <laughs> start those 60 days had been at the track, right? So he'd been donated to our charity and he was the sweetest horse. He was like three years old. And I'm like, well, I'm going to put him in cult starting because, you know, he's had you know, I can't start a cold, but he doesn't have a lot. So this will be easy. And um, I was the only person in an English saddle in the cult starting, you know, and uh, like Ray's like, okay, you got to flip the halter over. I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about this whole rope thing? So anyway, that was my first clinic. And, uh, and it, it relatively speaking, it went well, you know, I survived and everything, but uh, that clinic changed my life. And um, it was really, uh, you know, pretty much the start of everything, even though it wasn't, I'm going to tell you, you're pretty going to be pretty shocked too. It wasn't like I was the best in the class either, So, but it was really fun for me. And I learned a lot. And um, so then I just kind of went on from there, fumbling my way, you know, I'm jealous. Are you jealous? You, you know, you wouldn't have been, you wouldn't have been if you were, you wouldn't have been if you were there, if you were there and you saw me in my, <laughs> in my English saddle um, kind of going, wow, nobody else has one of these. Um, but it, it was really cool, you know, and there was, a there were a couple of, uh, young cowboys. And when I'm, when I say young, they look like they were maybe like 18, 19 and whoever owned the ranch basically sent them with some colts to, to go to the colt starting clinic with Ray mm -hmm. and, uh, and they weren't halter broken. And uh, one of them, uh, from what I understand, when they tried to get him out of the trailer, he basically reared and flipped, you know. And uh, so the first day, um, you know, I don't know if you know all of Ray's history, but at one point he had a guy named Harley working for him and he was having Harley rope that colt and show. And it was so interesting, Zoe, to see that whole process. And Ray just lit up, you know, like these were, those were his kind of kids, right? 
And, and they were, oh, they were so, um, oh, they were totally fearless. You, you were kind of like, yeah, you might want just a, a little, like a little bit of fear might be a good thing. And they're like, no, we're going to gallop on the concrete. <laughs> we're fine. And, uh, but he really helped those cowboys understand like how to access that horse's mind, you know, and to do the, so I watched these colts get halter broke, you know, and I'm like, I don't know what this is, but it seems pretty significant. Like this is, I think I'm pretty lucky to be watching this, you know, and then Ray died a few years later, you know, he was toward the end of his life there. So not that that stopped him. He wasn't riding anymore at that point, but he, uh, he saw everything in the arena, Zoe, everything. There was one other uh, woman in the cold story and she was super good, super good hand, but she and I, we kind of creeped to the edges like of the arena. Like, I think kind of like, we're going to kind of be over here. And he'd be like, where are the girls? Get the girls up here. And he'd be like, I saw what you did with Love that. Cult. You need to lift your left finger this way more. And I'm like, wow, this man is crazy, insanely smart. But it was, it was really cool. And um, I feel very fortunate. Um, I don't think it beats like, immediately being taught from six years old, proper ways to do crown work and riding with Buck and Ricky in uh, high school. But that's my story. So if it makes you jealous, good. I'm glad that I did on some level. (laughs) Even being able to, like you said, maybe he wasn't riding and, you know, in the uh, later parts of his life, but just being able to watch him watch the horses, I know would have been absolutely amazing. Just to know them. I hope one day I know them that well. Like I just, I want to know them that well. Yeah. I can only imagine what that felt like and looked like, but it had the coolest feel to it. It really did. And you realize how much of this I realized on some maybe subliminal level, how much of this is mental and observational like these little, little things that he would see. And he, you know, he had eyes like, you know, daggers, like he could, you could just, he's so smart, so focused, you know, he saw everything. And, um, uh, and just this idea of, he was really spotting immediately, not like, oh, you're not doing this thing technically right. But what that horse needed in that moment and where the person was and how to get them closer in as few words as possible, as efficiently as possible. And, um, and that is quite a skill that is, goes above and beyond, I think, just simply being a good teacher. It's this presence that, that he had. That's an art in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that, um, a lot of people that get these clinics that they are working on their horsemanship and that's amazing, but watching people come along in their teaching skills. Cause I, Oh my goodness. I always, I have said this and maybe you don't know me personally, but I will, all my friends know this, that I love working with horses, but boy, it's hard for me to, you know, people ask me questions. My friends ask me questions to help them out and stuff. And I'm like, I, I try to explain it and I just listen to myself talking and I'm like, oh gosh, how are they ever supposed to understand what I mean by that? <laughs> because <laughs> It's hard to simplify it. Uh, when to me, like maybe what my understanding is so simple, but then trying to put it, you know, that feel thing, like Tom talks about, you can't explain that you have to experience it, you know? And, uh, but the way people, some people really can buck and Ray and, um, be able to put it into simple terms that you can hook onto and, and get it. That's, 
like I said, an art in and of itself. Man. It is. Like, and then it has all these layers. So that simple thing that you heard layers. six years yes. late, you know, six years later, you go, wait a minute, there was this whole other layer to that, that I'm just now realizing. And it is, it's super impressive and, and rare, you know, there's not very many people who can do it like that. And who, yeah, that digestible. And uh, yeah, like you said, you, you know, it takes a, a minute to understand this stuff in the basics, but after a few years, you like got the basics and you understand the philosophy. But what I'm learning now after, like I said, 10 years is it's nothing's new, right? There's not like these necessarily huge revelations, but you just realize how many layers and layers it's just, it's never ending. Like the puzzle pieces have puzzle pieces, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Like I, I love the new, like just the in-depth depthness of it. Um, it's just, there's, it's never ending. And I love having more of the picture than of course I had before. Like you said, at the beginning, it's just a journey and it's, there's just endless layers, I guess. I, I don't know anybody that's found the end of them. <laughs> <laughs> Buck will tell you he's still learning and trying to dig deeper and, you know, get more refined. And it's, yeah, I love it. Well, and tell me about the Rocky Necks that is it, it's called the Horseman's Academy, right? Yeah. So, um, anybody that's been to a buck clinic in the last, probably about that length of time, 12 years or so probably knows Isaac Johnson and boy, he's a handy guy. And kind of like, I imagine it's a similar relationship that buck had with Ray. Um, Isaac, you know, had with buck and really able to ride a lot with him and go on the road and just put a lot of time in and it shows, you know, it really shows he is, a great student of the horse and I'm really excited that him and Kit his his wife Kit kind of came up with this idea because I think everybody's experienced that going to a clinic and you have three or four days of just you're like you are making progress and your things are clicking and then you go home and you, of course you work on it but you just keep chipping away but this idea of being able to, you know, some people are spending a month at this academy. I'm spending five months. I'm going to be here for the whole deal. Um, it's just like an endless clinic. And so instead of chipping away, I feel like it's just so much information where I'm, and I'm ready, you know, I've been around it a little while. I'm just ready for, to, to really advance myself, get a lot more information, get a lot of practice in and, um, take some leaps and some bounds and, in experience to really get a little bit ahead as opposed to just chipping away, which I, I love clinics. And I, like I said, I love the idea of just having your own little space to work at it because that's important too. So important. But, um, for anybody that's, really wanting to, to put in the time and, um, get a lot of information and really make some big steps forward. I would 
highly suggest it. So I'm riding five horses a month or, you know, I have five horses under me for the month and we ride five days a week and I just got to ride my five horses a day. Like, you know, if they were outside horses at, at home and uh, it's a pretty cool atmosphere. Every, they did a great job of getting really a solid group of people. I, I could not be more impressed. Yeah. I didn't know what I was going into, you know, and, um, I just want to be around supportive. Like you guys have been to any horsemanship clinics. It's just an amazing group of people that are positive and friendly and, um, all in it for the right reasons. And, and that is exactly this group of people. There's five of us. And, um, and so everybody's on the same page, really supportive. There's no anybody trying to be better or competitiveness. Everybody feels comfortable to ask questions and just be where we're at. You know, it doesn't matter where you're at. We're here to get better. So, um, it's not set up like a clinic in the sense where Isaac is just telling us what to do. You know, we're, we're here because we've ridden outside horses. And so I just kind of do my deal. Like I'd be at home. And then if I kind of stub my toe on anything or, um, not sure what to do, then we have like some, Isaac is great help and we can ask for help. Or if he sees something, um, that would help us, he's going to step in and give us a little bit of information, but I have to say, I'm pretty impressed. I can tell he spent a lot of time around Buck because of his teaching style. He, um, definitely, and it kind of reminds me of what I heard about Ray Hunt, where he or Tom, he's not just going to give you the answer, you know, no, No. he, he lets us work at it. And, uh, he's like, if I can tell that you're on the right track and you're not getting it, I'm not going to step in, you know? So I really appreciate that because, uh, that's how you learn it. You, You can't be spoon fed something and then really, really know it. And just like for the horse, you know, I was just thinking that you can't make them do the right thing. No, you want to them to search. Yeah, you want yeah, them to search, search for it. it. Yeah. And uh, make the wrong thing hard and the right thing easy. And so I think he's doing a good job of doing that for us. And he's a very um, just level-headed, really calm person, which for me, I think for most people is just a great way to learn. Just like you want the horse, right? The horse mm-hmm. has to be in a calm frame of mind to learn. And so do we. So do us people. And so the lack of unnecessary pressure from him is also just really amazing. Um, so I, I mean, I can't say enough things. It's been, I mean, we're all coming close to the end of the first month, which is amazing to me. It's flown by, but I'm really, really excited so far about just how it's going and the vibe of it, of everybody there being on the same page and just riding to our heart's content. And that's the, he said, rule number one is I want to have fun. And that is important. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've taken this stuff to the edge of, you know, you got to take it seriously, <clears throat> but to the edge where you're not, if you're not having fun, then you're, you're not going to come off to the right way to your horse that you, I know everybody wants to come off. You know, you've got to have fun and enjoy what you're doing for the horse to be able to enjoy it as well. I think that makes sense. And then the horses that you have there, are they the public, does the public send the horses? 
yeah so i think um it's just like if you know somebody wanted to send their horse off to uh get started or to get more educated um and they they had somebody they trusted then you know they'd send them off i think it's i mean it's pretty reasonable going right right now um and it's people that isaac johnson and kit johnson have you know handpicked and we had to you know we had to write an essay and send some videos in and go through some rigmarole to get here and so i really think people can from what i've seen so far people should feel very good about what they're getting we are we're really putting in the time i mean like i said we're riding them five days a week that's that's our work week but we're still riding on saturdays and sundays too you know um the ones that were like well i just feel like this one could use a little bit of this or a little bit more of this and, and we'll just we'll just keep riding because we're having fun and so they're definitely um just getting a great start or there's some been some projects here too and um that's super fun too because isaac pointed out that you know starting colts from scratch is probably about 40 percent of the horsemanship but there's so much too that inevitably we put in our horses of course unintentionally but to learn how to help a horse through things that they learned i'm sure you can relate a lot to this with your thoroughbreds um to learn how to help a horse through things that were man-made is is a whole nother part of it that is also really important there's so many people out there that have great horses that they maybe just have a little bit of trouble with and those horses and people deserve to get along with each other and um i really want to know how to i've been a lot around a lot of young horses but i want to know how to help those horses too and those people because yeah. i just i love seeing people and horses get along if the person is enjoying themselves so is the horse you know and i care about the horse having a good experience and and so it goes hand in hand i've raised some horses and sold some horses and anybody that has one of those of mine knows how much i care that i that they are enjoying that horse because i just know if they are loving that horse and enjoying that horse the horse has the best life ever definitely definitely and then do you work with the same five horses for the five months or do they change out so i think it's a you know like a 30-day kind of deal um so some people are sending their horses for 30 days you can i think you can send them for a month at a time uh, we, i do have a couple that are going to be there for the whole time that somebody sent them for five months and i have some that are going to be there three months two months so i will have some different horses next month uh, because some will be leaving in just another week um, and then some i get to to stay with for a couple months so it'll be really fun to see really fun to see their progress i don't know if anybody's seen the uh instagram and facebook posts so far but i do have one individual in particular that is i really hope to i have some videos of her from the beginning and and see her grow and change um she's this halflinger that we joke that she's not a halflinger she's a full flinger because she's <laughs> enormous um anybody that knows charlie anderson knows that that she has lots of halflingers around so i grew up riding lots of halflingers so that's kind of hits home for me i like her a lot but she's 
bigger than anyone I've seen. And, and she's just, she was pretty lost. And so, um, friend of a friend, I think helped her get her horse here. And, um, it's, I'm so glad she, she came, you know, because it's just a great place to get help. And that horse is so athletic. I mean, it's amazing for a big horse. She is going to have so much to offer, but she just needs some direction. And, and yeah, she's a, a whole lot of horse. So getting that, all that life directed in the right direction is going to be so fun to see her, her come along. I'll have to check that out. Look for her. You have videos on like your Facebook page on your personal page or professional page, or is it on the Rocky? I I have some in the, I did have, I posted a picture of us. Um, I do have some video I haven't posted yet, but I might like post a side by side when, uh, I get some more video, how she's going now. I just had a great ride on her yesterday. Um, first time loping around without scaring everybody else in the arena (laughs) thundering past everybody she loped really nice and at the end of the ride she put her head down and was licking and yawning and and i'm not sure how many times she's been able to do that in her life with somebody on her back so that that was really meaningful to her and really really cool to be able to uh, see her let down like that and and move out comfortably and feel comfortable so she's definitely moving in the right direction and i can't wait to hopefully get some side-by-side videos so we can see the progress. I can tell you don't really like her. So that's too bad. You don't really, <laughs> you're not really, not really bonded with her at all. You kind of, you're no, kind of, not those, at all. You're kind yeah, of old mechanical types, right? You just kind of like, it's just a job. Yeah. She sounds yeah, awesome. No. They, um, yeah. And despite all of the, the trouble, I can tell she's, she's just been lost and not sure what her job is in the world and everything through all of that, she's the sweetest thing. And she just, you know, the sessions they're getting better and better. So she would be sweated up after every, every ride for quite a while. And the last three rides, she's been dry, 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 which is huge. But even though I know that those sessions had to be stressful at first, she would meet me at the gate, like ready to go. I was like, plus your heart. She wants to be so good. And, um, that's one of the best things about horses. I think they just, they're just good. They just are. They are. They are. I work with um, horses that ran a long time at the track. So they're called war horses. So they run to like eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. The oldest one we ever, the oldest one we ever got was 16 and uh, still running. Um, He won his last race because I think all of the jockeys threw it for him. They wanted him to end on a win. It was this like really low level claimer in West Virginia. That was many years ago. And it's not like I'm finishing these horses or I just want to make that really clear. Like we're just doing basic groundwork. We're doing, trying to kind of help them out, giving them a lot of times just a lot of turnout and rest being a horse and seeing what's there underneath. Um, they kind of deserve that after all that time. That's what I feel like. And, you know, for some of these guys, it might be that, um, you know, it's their last chance to change their mind about work. Some of them also might have limitations physically, like they're not in pain, but they might not ever be able to do a bigger job. And it's hard for them mentally to do a smaller job. So we don't take a lot at a time because we know it's a big commitment. It might be a long period of time that they're with us. Um, and we have a teen intern program, girls who want to be, well, they, some of them want to be horsemen, you know, veterinarians, they want to 
they want to do something for the horses. And so I, the horses kind of teach them the groundwork and everything. And then at some point, each horse seems to find his way. Um, but it's not because I'm in there doing this fantastic job finishing them. It's just that they really drew me because they were so interesting. You know, um, it takes an unusual horse to run that long. Um, you really can't force them to run that long, you know? Um, so they have a lot to offer. They're almost all of them are super smart, super sensitive, super stoic at the same time. They're sophisticated. They're green. They have all these muscle braces because they've been running for like ever. And, um, and so what I'm grateful to them for is just how much they've taught me to still approach each and every one of them, just like a horse, you know, like not to really just focus on baggage or whatever, and to kind of let them offer the best of themselves, which they do, you know, and some of them do some of them are troubled, you know, maybe one day we'll send one to, to you guys up there, you know, next year or something like that, because, um, there are some that come that are really special. There are some of them retired sound, which is amazing, by the way. That's amazing. Amazing. I mean, I mean, it is incredible and, um, incredible athletes. Right. And they still yeah. want to do that big job. And I'm like, you know, you got, you, you need to re-understand some things. I might not be able to take you all the way with that. Cause you're, you're pretty athletic, but, um, if they could get their mind changed, it would be so cool. You under saddle, most of them get their mind changed on the ground. They, they, they come to like that quite a bit. Um, but so I totally relate to that. Like this idea that they want to be good. Like they really want that. They still want to do a job. They want to offer something. They might be offering it uh, like maybe not in the most skillful way. You know, it's like, thank you for offering me that. Please don't rear in my face. That's too much offering. Let's, let's <laughs> kind of tone that down. Appreciate the thought. That's not how we do it here. We have this little, I have a bubble. It's, it's pretty big. So but um, I just really appreciate them. And, and they all, they all have really interesting minds. You know, all horses do, but the war horses yeah. really do. They're, they're really interesting. So um, anyway, That's, I didn't mean to get sidetracked on that, but it's just funny how like, no, so, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love um So having these five horses, it's, it's just such a great variety. Like you said, they're just, they're all individuals and um, they all want to learn and they just want to get along. I think everybody wants peace, but horses, they really, really want peace. And, um, I think every person wants peace too. Some people just don't know that <laughs> deeper. Yeah. They resist but, um, it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so that's really neat. The, the just different walks of life. I've got another one that's, he's a little bit, I think of a war horse in his own way. Um, probably just an old ranch horse and, um, probably just like you said, by the, muscles that he uses in his body you can tell he's worked hard and not used you know the most helpful muscles for himself or his body and he seems a little stiff and, and achy at first or he did seem and um it's just exciting it's fun to you know also just take a horse for what they are and he knows a lot he actually knows a lot and he's fun to ride and the more uh, i think he's been a little bit retired um, you know, he's got a really awesome owner and she's a great lady and I'm sure she loves the heck out of him and, and rides him and enjoys him. But he's like, kind of like, oh, I, I think I'm retired. I don't have to 
do a whole lot anymore. And so just getting them on the same page with me, like, Hey buddy, let's see what you can do. I'm like, Oh wow, you can do a whole lot. And through, you know, this just good writing and our groundwork, he's getting a, a lot more flexible. And I really hope that I can, um, help his body probably feel better and, uh, feel more flexible and able to use himself in a way that I hope will feel better to him. But, um, yeah, it's amazing what those horses can, can do. And I'm sure those, yeah, like you said, those race horses that they have been around that long for a reason because they are accepting of things. And, um, and you know, this guy, he, he knows a lot. And so I'm not just going to take him down to square one and try to rewrite his life. I just want to see where I can help him and build him up and help him be more comfortable and, and better for his, his owner. Um, so yeah, he's, he's a different guy. And then I've got two young fillies and of course they're just, I love, you know, they're just blank slates and, but in and of itself, they're both different, completely different of each other. And they're both, you know, not had much done with them. So that, that difference of their mind is, that's another valuable thing to be riding five, you know, um, I've, I've, for a long time since I've been in Oklahoma, I've been riding outside horses, but I haven't had five inconsistently for five months. So that will, that, I'm That's really nice. excited to ride that many different horses, um, for that length of period of time, uh, just to be able to adjust and, and learn so much from them. You know, each one needs a little something different from you. And Zoe, what is your Instagram in case people want to follow you? It's um, Zoe Mazeppa. And I will say that I, I, it's a miracle that I'm here with you now. I'm glad I am not a, a, well, I'm not a social media guru by any means. So my Instagram is, is quite sad and lonely right now, but I will work on, um, upping my game and oh, don't do that on our everybody account. updated. I have enough service for that kind of thing for posting videos and pictures. So I'm going to do my best to, uh, I've got a lot of friends and family out there that want to follow my journey and I'm going to try to do my best updating on Facebook and, and Instagram because it, I, I think it's going to be fun for people to be able to watch the changes in the horses and oh, yeah. uh, well, and, and somebody pointed out to us, you know, we're not going to believe these horses in five months, but, but we're also not going to be able to believe ourselves in five months. So, right. Um, I, I just have thought about, you know, oh, I can't wait to work with all these horses, but also, yeah, I hope I have a lot more to offer in, in five months as well. So hopefully people can see, um, my journey as well and see me getting better and better able to fit these horses and help these horses as well as the horse is getting better. Well, I'm, I'm so envious of your experience that, um, I'm, I'm really having trouble not being bitter right now on the interview. Cause it sounds well, like such a great um, You are in Texas, right? I am. I am. So one thing I would love to say is that, um, they're not, it, it would, it's a blast to watch. I'm sure. I mean, it's a blast to do it. And I'm, I think it's anybody's welcome to come watch just, just FYI, we are busy. The arena is buzzing all the time, all day. Um, well, that's we tempting Stop for lunch and that's about it. <laughs> Barely <laughs> stop for lunch. And, um, and I'm sure if anybody wants to watch, 
they're not charging any kind of audit fee or anything. Um, so I think just probably let, let somebody know you want to come. I'll let and- you know, I'm going to just stalk you. I'll just let you know, Zoe. I'll be like, Zoe, I'm going to come watch you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I, Hey, I'd love to meet you in person. Yeah, um, no, it'd be fun. It would I was be. wondering, do you ride with, um, have you ridden in any of the buck clinics in Texas? Yeah. I've ridden in the Belton clinic before. Cause I wonder, yeah, I was wondering if we maybe hadn't crossed paths before you, we had found me on Facebook. Um, I rode in Belton a couple times, quite a few years ago. I can't remember the years, probably 2014 and 15, maybe something like that. I'll have to check and see. Maybe we did cross paths. That would be really cool. That would be really cool. uh, Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that I, I know later I'm like, wait, you were there. Yeah, I know. Well, you get so into what you're doing yourself, right? With the horse. Like I always find if I'm riding in a clinic like that, that my brain is so full. Like, I'm just like trying to make sure I'm not steering into somebody else. And then, you know, he's talking and I'm like, I, I'm sure there's massive words of wisdom. If I could just listen and also steer. And what is my leg doing right now? My leg is spasming. Why is it spasming? What can I do to help my horse? And so sometimes like, I have no idea who's like right next to me. And, oh, um, oh, absolutely. So, you know, it's just kind of a thing. Um, like, but, do you remember this happening? I'm like, no, where was, I was there. <laughs> yeah. I remember one person told me, she said, Oh, I had that whole big problem with that pain horse. I'm like, you did. I didn't even see it. I was like, and it was, a, I was like, having, I was just dealing with my own stuff. Yeah, I was like, I was just trying to, you know, like not ruin my horse in that moment. So, um, every time I looked at you on your pain horse, you look great. That's what I told her. And so it's like, I'm a really forgiving spectator. I always look up at the perfect time when you're doing great. So, um, and so is the program at, uh, Rocky next, does it go basically for five months and then, um, it's sort of seasonal and then it's reopens again, this particular program, like next fall, or if people are interested. I think so, um, that's my understanding right now. I, I imagine just like most things, I'm sure like from the sounds of where you started to where your, um, your lope is now I'm sure it's evolved quite a bit. So I mm-hmm. imagine <laughs> that this, uh, Academy will evolve as well, but I think that's the plan right now. This is, you know, the first go of it first month. And so far it's boy, it's off to a great start. So I see, um, great things from this program in the future. And I think that's their goal right now. Um, Peggy and Keith Logston are the hosts at that, their place. It's, it's, oh, it's so beautiful and, um, it's not far from town, but it's peaceful out there. We've got our own privacy, our own space. They, you know, there's no, it's not like an event center where Mm. they're having different events on the weekends and and it's just our space and to focus and, um, and just do our thing. And, and, uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. So I think it's from when it start October, no, November to, um, March through March. Oh, cool. I believe that's the plan. Like I said, it's, it's very young and, um, who knows where it'll go from here. Maybe there'll be snowbirds and have one, um, somewhere up North in the summertime, uh, in the future, you know? Yeah. I hear it gets hot here, but boy, perfect right now. Yeah. It gets a little hot. We've had great, it's been a great fall here so far. Last year we had the whole snowpocalypse. We called it in February. 
you know, it was crazy. We was like 10 days. We had the horses in the barn and it got the temperatures got below, like well below zero at one point. It was just like with, in terms of the, the wind chill, I think the temperature got to one here. And I'm like, Hey, like, that's not why I came to Texas. Like, we don't do that. Like, we don't yeah, do I'm this. willing that not to happen. Yeah. That can't <laughs> I don't happen. like the cold. It was, it was I'm so glad thing. to be in Texas. Oh, it was a freak thing. I mean, it was crazy, but um, that is really rare. Like some days we'll get like, um, you know, we'll get in the thirties and it'll get kind of chilly. You, you're in Oklahoma. You're, you're, you're tough for cold. Um, I'm, I've been in Texas long enough now that if a temperature gets below 60, I'm like, whoa, like that's really cold. And I grew up, you know, more like East Coast, um, Washington, D.C. area. So I used to have like some street cred in the winter, but no more. Like I'm immediately putting <laughs> layers on, you know, it's just ridiculous how quickly your blood thins here. So I, I don't just, blame you at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, I'd so much rather be, you know, hot than cold. That's that's my thing. So, um, well, I don't want to keep you too long, but um I just really, again, want to commend you for your dedication and also for just throwing yourself into this full on, like from an early age. And I would also say to you, don't worry about your social media. Like, I think sometimes people get into that a little too much. Um, All of my listeners can petition Rocking X to take a lot of photos of you and put them on their Facebook page. You know, Kit is doing a great job with that. So yeah, you go on there and that's probably the best place to, to follow on everything. She's doing a great job. And yeah, I hope that does come through. Like I do like to try to keep family and friends and anybody that'd be interested updated on, um, probably best on my Facebook, but, um, I, yeah, I hope it comes across really genuine, like you said, because, uh, what I do share is, is just, that's, what's important to me. And it's pretty much just horses and maybe my dog, but that's what's, (laughs) that's really what's important to me. And, um, and I, I do love sharing that. And, um, if anybody has any questions or or anything, I, I love to help people, um, in any way I can, uh, that's on this path. You know, uh, I think that's one of the hardest things that clinicians have to do deal with is inevitably there's some people that are almost there to prove them wrong, you know, And so I commend them for having to, to deal with that. But everybody that's kind of in our circle, that's on social media, that's in friends of friends and everything like you are, um, we know lots of the same people. I, I love helping those people that are just on the path and maybe they just, you know, have some questions or, and I just have experience. And so, um, yeah, what I share, what I put on, on Facebook or whatever is really from my heart. It's not to get likes. It's not to be, be something more than what I am. I'm well, just it, horse crazy girl. <laughs> it, it, it really shows. And that's why I followed you all this time, because it's really important. I think when you work with horses to not get cynical and it's easy to get cynical, it's easy to get hardened. It's easy to get maybe a little frustrated. Um, And that is something that takes effort not to slide into that. There's always a lot of people willing to like drag you onto that porch, you know, Mm -hmm. and and kind of be that way. So I really appreciate the effort that you put into how you share your heart and how you put your heart into your work a hundred percent. And it's risky to do that. It's hard doing that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so 
I really wanted to interview you first of all because I always wanted to interview you it's a cool person yeah. but I wanted other people to know as we approach the holidays that um this is what I think life is all about and I'm so grateful to uh share even a little piece of this journey with you and I'm so grateful there are people like you out there Zoe so um you know, it's really, it's just, it's a great inspiration, I think, for my listeners and yeah, for me. Yeah, it's so fun. I love meeting people that are um, just on this journey, like people I've met at this Rockin' X Academy. Um, it's just, there's, it, there's so many great people in this world that, and you know, I hope people, it is okay to get frustrated and, and get down and just, that's part of the journey. So just do not feel, um, you know, don't get down on yourself for that. Let yourself feel it, but then just start fresh the next day. The horses don't hold on to it. You don't have to hold on to it. Just know it's part of the trust. It's part of the process. And then just, just keep working on it and looking for the good because that's what the horse is doing. And, and it does, 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 does get better and easier the more you do it and you just keep at it. It does get better. So yeah, don't get discouraged for sure. And if you do, you can follow Zoe or follow Rocking X Academy and really surround yourself, <laughs> surround yourself with, with, with these people from a distance even, because it really does help. And I think what you just said is a great note to end this interview on, Zoe. And like I said, I know you've got to get back to the farm at some point. You're sitting in your truck in the dark in town talking to me, and I appreciate that. And I loved it. Thank uh, you. Good. Oh, good. Well, we'll have to have you back on again. And have a great Thanksgiving, Zoe. And again, just really, I feel like I've met you now for real in person. So thank you. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. If you would like to follow Zoe and her adventures at Rocky Necks Academy, I will include links to her Facebook and Instagram in my show notes. As Thanksgiving kind of is upon us, I just also would like to express my gratitude for people like Zoe in the world and for what they do for the horses, as well as to all of you, my listeners, clients, and friends who have made the last four years so special for me. As always, thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving.